1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: I don't like it at all. They're long friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and
3: first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk.
2: Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League
3: Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 five seven, The Game.
2: All right, I'm gonna have to do some live producing right here on the air. Well, hang on, let me see what he said. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's change it up. Hey, Lucas. Bucky in 15 minutes. We gotta do Bucky in 15 minutes because his his schedule changed. Bucky Brooks is gonna join us in 15 minutes. Y'all check what he did on Twitter over the weekend. Exciting. Ooh, I don't know if it's exciting. It made he te- when I texted him, he texted back, he says, I know the Bay Area is mad at me. Bay Area is mad at me. Um, I don't know. Are we mad at him? He he doesn't think Brandon Ayuk's a very good route runner. What, what? How does that grab you?
3: Well, he would know more than I would, so I'd like to uh, hear more of an elaboration, sensation from Bucky on why he thinks that. And you know, it's always funny when you talk about route running versus execution because you know you ran routes in the Super Bowl and he was open. But they didn't get him the ball.
2: Right. I, I, like, And again, it, it will be an elaboration sensation. Yeah, because we'll... Yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, let's hear what he has to say about the whole thing. Um, but his point was, the 49ers wide receivers, as he said, are playmakers. They're great playmakers. They're legitimately great with the ball in their hands. I think a 49er fan's narrative for a while now has been, Debo's this wild card. But Brandon, Brandon is our, like, cookie-cutter, elite wide receiver. Like, he knows how to do the elite, traditional wide receiver things. And Bucky's like, no, they're kind of more of the same. They're actually cut from the same cloth. Debo's just bigger and, and can run the ball a little bit more out of the backfield. But... Uh, no, they're not elite route runners, and if they're not elite route runners, you know damn well where this is is leading, and I think that this is a place we'd love to start, with Bucky in 15 minutes and Peter King in one hour, and your calls welcome all afternoon, 888-957-9570.
3: Uh, okay, Brandon Iyuk, keep or trade? What oh, would you do? trade. You would. Absolutely. Why? Because you can replace what he does in the draft, and you could get Maybe a first-round pick for him. You could get maybe a first-round move-up. You could get a chance to restart your clock on wide receiver. You got Jawan Jennings, who you can re-sign, and Ayuk is going to be expensive. And do you really want to pay two wide receivers top dollar when you're a team that doesn't really throw the ball that often? You threw the ball less than any other team in football this year. You were 32nd in pass attempts. So do you want to pay two receivers more than $25 million a year when you're a team that doesn't throw the ball? Well, nope, but
2: maybe you are going to throw the ball more next year.
3: I don't believe that. Why not? Because I don't believe that Kyle Shanahan wants to. Again, why wouldn't he? He he was Because you have I, the best running back in football, and you have a fullback, and you have a tight end that you use, and you spread the ball around a lot.
2: Right, but again, I, I would actually argue that there have been some clues that Kyle would like to throw the ball more. I seem to remember you helped me. I seem to remember a bunch of voices. They were just kind of from everywhere in my life. Maybe I was just dreaming this, but it felt like it, it was all a dream. Felt like people were really mad at Kyle Shanahan for dropping back in the third quarter of a recent football game a little bit too much. But I would argue that in the NFL in 2024, you better You better. There's no more three yards in a cloud of dust in a defense if they are fully, fully invested on stopping Christian McCaffrey and you can't offer an alternative, they'll beat you. They'll stop him. Like You can't. You can't just run the ball. And I and I I do think that the Kyle Shanahan we've watched call plays is the Kyle Shanahan who had Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback, followed by an offseason of preparation where he didn't even know if his starting quarterback would be healthy. So he thought there was a chance that Sam Darnold for at least half a year, was going to be his quarterback. So why wouldn't you center it around Christian McCaffrey? Don't ever forget that he was the offensive coordinator of a quarterback who won the MVP
3: of the league. So and they right. threw the ball
2: a right. ton. So, if but you that's ha-
3: not these teams. These teams. Um, he was one of three. They were one of three teams this year to run it more than they passed it. Well, they and had they had an elite Julio Jones. I'll grant you that. But maybe right. that d-
2: does that not lend to the conversation we're having. I, here's what I'd say. I totally get what you're saying, but boy, be careful. Be careful with the whole. Yeah, yeah, you can replace
3: Ayuk, no problem. <laughs> okay, he's more replaceable than Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, agreed. Christian McCaffrey, agreed. George Kittle, uh, agreed. He's more replaceable than any of those guys,
2: but it doesn't make him replaceable.
3: It well, it's not automatic.
2: No. Remember when DeForest Buckner was replaceable? But he wasn't. He was. He wasn't. And you made it to the Super Bowl. And you didn't win it. And the and the guy that you—that was Kyle's fault. Well, (laughs) thank you. Exactly. And the guy that you replaced him with has been much more disappointment than not. No, Eric Armstead Kinlaw. Oh yeah. You drafted Kinlaw to replace him. Right. Right, And he has largely... And you brought in
3: Hargrave because Kinlaw hasn't worked out. right? And Kinlaw, you know, Hargrave was was good, but not as good as Buckner's been. But the point is, you can't pay everybody in every position. You're right. So you made a choice at defensive tackle, and you chose Armstead, and that got you to a Super Bowl. Right or wrong, that's the choice you made. I don't think that you're going to be able to pay Debo and Ayuk, both north of 20, and still be able to keep everyone. Why do trade Debo? Because Debo doesn't have the same trade value. Um, Debo's already got a salary that's higher, and I think the Debo is much more... I mean, fragile's unfair, but Debo gets hurt a lot more than Iyuk. Are you
2: sure that Debo's salary is higher? Understand that anybody who acquires Brandon Iyuk, uh, an extension will go along with that acquisition. Right. Which means right. you would get Iuke, uh cheaper than Debo for one year, uh, but then... You're going to owe him a lot more. Debo right now is the number seven, I think. Number seven paid wide receiver, twenty three point eight, uh, exactly right. Average. Right there, yeah. There are there are thirteen receivers that make twenty million or more, uh, and Debo is right in the middle. And Brandon will join that group. Brandon will join that group, but
3: will so, he so, make more than Debo or as much as Debo? Gosh, I mean, let's if say we, he makes twenty five. Okay. And Debo's at twenty three point eight. Yep. He averages twenty five. Well, you have a year where he's not going to be paid twenty five, so you get that one year where he's making fourteen. But then you have more years on the back end. Maybe you want
2: Debo and it's essentially a short term deal. It's two years.
3: Yeah, but Debo's not as good as IUK. And Debo at what? At being a receiver.
2: Right, but he does a bunch of other stuff.
3: For this offense. If um, you don't run this offense, you're not going to... Like, a lot of teams don't give the ball to the receiver like Kyle gives it to the receiver. Right,
2: but they certainly can. I mean, I, sure. I sometimes I think we look at play callers in the NFL and we act like they're so robotic. Like, well, this is what I do. No, like, you, you see what your personnel is. And then you go from there. uh, Like any play caller, if Jalen Hurts was your quarterback or if Jared Goff was your quarterback, like ask Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson runs the offense with the Lions. They were a very good offense this year. Do you think he's calling the same plays? What if Jalen Hurts were his quarterback? What if Kyler Murray were his quarterback? Right. Right. Yeah, he'd adjust. So, like, I think Debo... Would be a damn interesting piece for a lot of teams. I think we, we talked about it when he was scrubbing his Instagram. We, well, the Jets would love to have him. Jets would love to have Debo Samuel. So, and again, I'm just throwing that out there. I think you bring up a real good point. Debo gets hurt a lot, you know. So if you're comparing, if it comes down to that, where you decide we got get, got to get rid of one of them, okay, let's see what the market is is calling for out there. But also, I would assume. It's like 16 games of Iuk versus 12 of Debo. Right. That's what you're comparing, because that's probably what it would look like, don't you think?
3: That's what it feels like is uh, the norm. Debo gets hurt, and you know Debo misses games. And I do think that Iuke is a better route runner, and I look forward to hearing what Bucky has to say about exactly what he means about him running routes. But if I'm a team out there and I have my choice between the two, I'm taking Brandon Ayuk without a doubt.
2: Gosh, here's the thing. I've gone back and forth on this all week long, ever since Brandon was crying and his girl was on TikTok and his brother was on IG. I've been going back and forth on this all week. And so I don't want to, I don't want to come in with some sort of a like fluffball opinion, but at the same time, it's evolving as we speak. I'm with you. I really want to hear what Bucky has to say about this. I really want to hear what Peter King has to say about this, and I'd love to know what the Niners are thinking because here's, here's where I go back and forth. I think we're conditioned to look at what Patrick Mahomes just did with no special receivers what Tom Brady did for years with no like truly great receivers. I know there was the Edelmans and and, and and things like that. Randy Moss, but they didn't win with him. Like Those teams did not spend big at wide receiver. You know who spends big at wide receiver? The Miami Dolphins. And boy, aren't they great for football, as long as you put the word fantasy in front of it. Not real. Not real football. So... In theory, what you're saying, I would agree with it. The wide receiver position is largely replaceable. Dot, dot, dot. Do you really think that the San Francisco 49ers traded up for a first-round draft pick to grab this guy, then hold him accountable for a year and a half? then turn him into a 1,300-yard receiver who spent the offseason working directly with Brock Purdy so that they could build unbelievable chemistry. And as soon as it gets to go time,
3: trade him? Gosh, that feels tough. Repurpose it. I mean, the Warriors traded Jordan Poole, and I know there's more backstory to that, but you had Jordan Poole, a first-round pick that you coached up, you sent him down to the G League, you brought him back, you nurtured him, he was a part of a championship team, you gave him a contract extension, you went on the record saying that yeah, he's going to be here for a number of years, and then you traded him. It's a cold world. Shout out Jay Cole. Yeah. And I look at a team that runs the ball more than they pass the ball, and I do believe that that's Kyle's preference, and you're really going to pay two receivers $25 million a year? I just don't see it. You're probably right. Be, I don't. I I don't see it either. For me, it'd be better to trade him, get a second first round pick, get a tackle, get another receiver, and pay a guy six million a year to do mostly what Brandon Iu can do.
2: It's it's such a fascinating pickle. It really yeah. is. Like Jimbo just hit us on YouTube and goes wide receivers are devaluing like the running back position.
3: I'd argue it's the exact opposite.
2: Tyreek Hill just got thirty million dollars, right? And 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 the market went crazy. Well, the top by,
3: of the market's different than the the rest of the understood,
2: market. understood. But Christian Kirk, as we've talked about repeatedly, went out there and got eighteen. Christian Kirk got eighteen. He makes more than Christian
3: McCaffrey. Yeah, which Christian makes more? Kirk. Well, that's not like McCaffrey. three years ago now, or two or three. Right, years ago. but I, mean, I do think that the market is starting to settle in terms of that. Well,
2: it's no, it's double the running back. For sure. It is double the running back, and I don't see teams like holding wide receivers out there like, yeah, we're not going to do it. No, I see Miami giving up a haul. I see Philadelphia giving up a haul for A.J. Brown. I see D.K. Metcalf and Debo holding their teams feet to the fire and making them pay. Like, I don't see the wide receiver position being devalued. I see the opposite.
3: It depends on where you think Brandon Ayuk is. Is he a top of the market guy? Does he go somewhere and become their immediate one, or is he a really good two on a good team. I think
2: he's going to be paid as a top 10 receiver, and you can make a hell of a case based Well, then on there's it.
3: no way they should pay him as a top right. 10 receiver, because you're already paying Debo as a top 12 receiver. It's
2: top seven. Right. It's number seven.
3: You're going to pay two of those guys? Seems, That's a losing
2: approach. Seems like bad business with dot, 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 12 months from now, another little contract to handle uh, and possibly goes by the name of Brock Purdy. We're sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, Bucky Brooks going to join us next, but why don't you line up. Uh, what would you do with the Niner wide receiver position? Keep or trade? 888-957-9570. Willard and Dibbs.
3: to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game.
2: All right, Willard and Dibs, 888-957-9570. Keep or trade, um, Brandon Ayuk, although you can can certainly call up and say, no, 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 trade Debo. Um, Or, I don't know, you know, I know what the fans' reaction, no, just pay everybody. I don't know if you can, especially if you follow our next guest, on Twitter, uh, Bucky Brooks, former NFLer, NFL Network. You know all his work. And uh, we love having him on. And uh, and he hates Brandon Ayuk, right? Like, you you, you you trade this guy for a bag of rocks, right? No, I thought you were just leaving in. I thought you were just trying to set
5: it up, trying to get everybody frothy before I came on. <laughs> no, I wouldn't <laughs> trade Brandon Ayuk. Um, look, I think he's a really good player. I think I understand exactly what he and Debo and all those guys are. Brandon Ayuk is a top player. Brandon Ayuk is fighting for the marquee as the number one receiver for the 49ers. But the Niners have to make a choice because it's hard to have two high-priced wide receivers, a high-priced tight end, a high-priced left tackle, pass versus galore, and all of those things. So what they've got to figure out is if they're going to run it back this year, and they don't have to pay Brandon Ayuk right now. They have time. they just got to figure out who is the real number one receiver. You can make the case that Brandon Ayuk is the number one receiver based on him having thirteen hundred yards, twenty eight catches of over twenty yards, uh the big plays that he made, but you're paying Debo Samuel like he's the number one. They gotta figure out what's the true pecking order of the passing game. Before they can determine whether they're going to pay Brandon Ayuk or not,
3: does part of this also factor in the issue that they don't really throw the ball that much? They threw the ball the 32nd most in football. Does that make you even more cautious about paying two guys this much?
5: No, I don't. I don't think it is that. I, I just think like what you got to do is, if you're the 49ers, you got to figure out who are the essential pieces to the program. And I'm saying, like, Brandon Ayuk can be an essential piece, but what are you going to give up? Because remember, I said the two wide receivers, the tight end. I forgot, you got the running back, too, and (laughs) Chris McCaffrey. Yep. You cannot have all of the money on that side of the ball and not give up something. So you have to figure out what are the essentials, who you're willing to move. Brandon Ayuk is probably a more rounded wide receiver than Debo Samuel, but Debo does so much for this offense. Can you afford to move on from him and give it all to Brandon Ayuk?
2: Okay, Bucky Brooks with us. There's a bunch of stuff. Let's back up and go back to your social media from three days ago, which got everybody going. And would you explain mm-hmm. to our audience what you were saying? Because I, I think you've gathered this now. The normal 49er <laughs> fan thought was Debo Samuel is this wild card who does a bunch of stuff, but the traditional good route runner is Brandon Iyuk. And then you shook everybody up by coming in and going, no, neither one of them are great route runners. <laughs> no, what
5: I said, they're not polished route runners. So here's the thing. The 49ers are, have an offense that is all catch-and-run base, meaning they want to put the hands in, put the ball in the hands of the playmakers and let them run around. Most teams are afraid to play the Niners in man-to-man because of all the free snap shifting, all the condensed formations, and all of the myriad of things that Kyle Shanahan does. So what you get is Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, catching the ball in space on the move so they can run and utilize all the pump return skills that are in the background. What I'm saying is when the Chiefs and when other teams like the Cleveland Browns line up and play man-to-man, nose-to-nose, the San Francisco 49ers, that's not their strength in terms of their wide receivers. And so everyone pushed back like, oh, you're saying Brandon Ayuk sucks. No, he's a good route runner. I'm saying that when we talk about the best of the best, winning one-on-one, him, Debo Samuel, and all those guys, it's been proven. They don't win against the elite corners based on what they did last year. So they have to understand that that's a part of the game that either Cow has to help them get over by stacking and moving and doing some other stuff. You just have to know what they are. They can be elite receivers because, by all accounts, Brandon Ayuk was an elite receiver last season. But with the route running part of it, particularly against press and man and all those things, it's still an area where they have to win. And before you hit me with the analytics and space, And all that other stuff, when you look at the tapes, the tape tells you they struggle against man-to-man teams.
3: I had charts. I had stats. I had DVOA and EPA, Bucky. But I'm going to put that aside because I I like talking to a guy who who watches the tape. But my question for you is how many teams can really play that press man and how many teams actually do play the man-to-man that we saw from Kansas City in the Super Bowl?
5: All right. Well I mean well I mean the team the teams that they play, like the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs, they played man to man. So like if you're the forty ers nine, you're not measuring yourself against the bottom feeders. You're not measuring yourself against the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons and some of those teams. It's the best of the best. So what you have to do is figure out, okay, if we match up against those elite teams that have elite corners, can our guys on the outside win and win consistently? Right now, we can look at numbers, we can look at where they play, uh, they haven't been able to do it. So the challenge is to Ayuk and guys took Ayuk out of it. But Samuel, can he win versus man-to-man? I'm saying that's that's the number one thing. That would be the question when it comes down to paying them and all of those stuff. If they're going to continue to run the offense back the way that they run it, those guys have to win man-to-man coverage because everyone is going to copy what the Browns did, they're gonna copy what the Chiefs did and they're gonna challenge those guys to win man on man coverage.
2: Okay, so Bucky, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna put thoughts in your head then. What you're telling me is that you can't put fifty million dollars into these two players based on the skill set that they've shown, at least so far. So if that's the case, what would you do?
5: Well, I don't know if you have to do anything right now with Brandon Ayuk. Like I know there's a rush, but like he still has the fifth year option to play on, right? I think he still has the fifth-yard option before he's he's not free. So what you do is you make him play on the option, and then eventually you figure it out because, let's be honest, after next year they're going to have to reset the entire program because after next year they're going to have to pay the quarterback if the quarterback continues to play like that. So once you pay the quarterback, you can't pay everybody else. And so that's the time where you have to reset the entire team.
2: Yeah, but Bucky, he's not showing up without a new deal.
5: Okay, you know what happens? See, yeah. Man, I know. This is why, because Mark is right. so nice. But guess what? The CBA has things in it where if he doesn't show up, it would be very punitive to his pocketbook. I understand. So we can sit here and act like that, and we can play tough like, no, 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 we got to pay him or he won't show up. If you're not in a situation where you can pay everybody, you just have to hold off and you got to wait and see because you're going to have to make a determination. It's going to be Debo or Brandon Ayuk because when you pay the quarterback, because Brock is not going to pay for less than a million in his fourth year. You're going to have to pay him. And so when he gets up into that $40, $50 million range, somebody has to t- suffer. So I don't know if I could pay him right now because you still got others unless you're going to cut Eric Armstead, you know, reduce his number now, so then you have Brandon Ayotte. So all of that stuff plays with it.
3: Yeah, and Dre Greenlaw is another guy that they might, uh, you know, it'd be tough emotionally, but they might end up cutting him as well. And some talk about maybe Kyle check the fullback, as well. Do you think that we're in a spot in the league, Bucky, that the Kansas City Chiefs have shown other teams what you can do to stop this Niner offense?
5: Well, I think you certainly have to look at it. Um, they had an issue with the man coverage. Uh, the thing about um, the Niners, they've always been able to exist because of the way they play, the real tight, condensed formations, the crossing routes, the running game. You want to play zone against that because you're scared that the communication issues and the potential of picks and rubs will create big play opportunities. But the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns show that you can play man-to-man against them. So there are going to be other teams that try and take that blueprint and formula and do it. Now, Kyle Sandahan do a great job of kind of like adjusting to the adjustments. But they're going to see more man coverage because it has been a thorn in their side and the teams have been able to do it.
2: Bucky Brooks with us, Willard and Dibs. Do you have any issue with the way the whole Steve Wilkes thing played out?
5: Uh, the only issue that I have with it was, like, if it was an ill fit and, like, that's I think I think what I think the troubling part is right after the Super Bowl, the players didn't take any accountability for their part and the team's loss. Cal didn't appear to take any accountability for any of those things, and then they just fire the defense coordinator. I will say with Wilkes, but, man, he was a man on the island because when you bring a new leader in, but you keep all the assistants up under him that are used to a different style under Sala and Ryans, it's going to be hard for that guy to fully function running a system that's not his system. It's like me having you come to my house, but I say, Mark, you got to speak to my kids in Spanish. If you don't know Spanish. So you're trying to keep up and learn mm-hmm. Spanish, on the fly, that's what Steve Wilkes was doing. Kyle Shanahan wanted him to run the system that was in place, and he's never called a game in that system. So there's going to be some rough moments when it comes to that, and he never got a chance to, like, without resistance, put his own his own signature on the defense.
2: I'd have walked right in there and been the like, Hola, Paquito Brooksies. <laughs> I'd have done it. I'd have tried. But you're right. You're right. It probably would have been it would have been clunky. All right. So wait, but circle back on this, Bucky. Play it out with me because I know what you're saying. The Niners have leverage, but you also don't want to play the first five games without Ayuk, or you don't even want what Bosa did with the Niners last year, where it goes up to two days before the the, the first game of the year. Like, w- w- how would you actually handle this? You're, you're suggesting the Niners just say, Brandon, you've got to play. And if he misses a few games or 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 doesn't play up to par oh well, because like you said, this kind of feels like an, a, a huge year for the Niners to take it to finally take advantage of what they've got.
5: I mean, it's the final year they can do it. Because after this year they gotta reset it. But you gotta look at the other things. What are you willing to part with to make sure that Brandon Not your happy? Are you willing to part with some of the people on the defensive front? We're not we're going to reduce Eric Armstead's salary. We're going to figure out a way to exist without uh, re-signing or doing anything with Chase Young. But we're going to make sure that our offense is able to get it done. But when you look at their team, their team is built on the offense and the defensive line. And I just, think, I just think it's going to be tough to keep everybody happy. high price running back, one high price receiver, tight end, fullback, left tackle. I mean, there are a lot of things where you're paying. I just don't know if you can continue to pay
2: another wideout, Bucky. I know you're in New Orleans. Where where is Siri taking you right now?
5: Oh, uh, we're leaving the HBCU Legends game. We're going back to the hotel.
2: Just kind of hanging out with my buddies.
3: In one and a half. Miles.
6: Good
2: spot to do it. Nice. nice. <laughs> All right, Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming on. Bay Area doesn't hate you.
5: Oh, I mean, look, the Bay Area. They, like, I don't understand why. Like, they think I have something against the Niners, the Warriors. I love the Bay.
2: You do have so something I'm against the Warriors. Bay. No, you're, you're, you're a Laker fan. I,
5: I'm not a Laker fan. I am the
2: Lakers. Is your son a Laker fan? Yes or no? And do you bring him to games? Yes or no?
5: I mean he does like LeBron, but uh-huh. so I, I do bring him on occasion. So but that's that's
2: automatic. I'm sorry. You don't get Yeah, it, yeah that's just that's that's I, the I way it goes.
5: Understand. I just felt like like I woke up and there was violence in my Twitter mentions. And I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? Well, Every Bay Area fan is like <laughs> upset and mad. Feelings are
3: hurt. And I'm like, man, it's like a week away. It's too soon, Bucky. It's too soon. Like, it's too yeah. soon. It's and, and you came down the road of the one thing that we love the most about Brendan Ayuk, his route running. Oh, those routes. Okay, but like I singled the group out. I didn't cite him by name.
5: I said the group there.
3: I use Crow now. Well, oh, he's the very only one good. who runs routes. Debo right. just gets the ball and runs and goes crazy. And Juwan Jennings and and Chris Conley, those aren't really guys that we really care about we're, like that. We're a sensitive group yeah. right now, Bucky. We're a sensitive group. Very, uh, very,
5: like very, very sensitive. Like yeah. I'm, I'm worried about what's going
2: on in the Bay Area, and and, and you should I'm be worried about. You it. should be. It rains every day, and we can't win the big one, Bucky.
5: Now that is is, is time for another conversation because now. I'm beginning to worry, like, why they can't seal the deal. Like, they've had multiple opportunities to get this done, Where they've had right. leads, and this team is built for it. I don't I don't understand what's going on, and it only gets harder yep. because now you have an older team playing on a, a, a win-or-go-home situation next year. Man, I don't know. There haven't been many teams that have gone from runner-up to champion the next year.
3: And no coach has ever lost two and then gone on to win one. So when you say they, don't you really mean he – As in Kyle Shanahan? I mean, look, the pressure's
5: on him, right? The pressure's on because Mm -hmm. now I don't disagree with what he did in overtime. And here's why i say that. The Mm -hmm. defense was just coming off a 10 or 11-play drive. They were absolutely gassed. If they go right back on the field, Pat Mahomes goes right down the field against a tired defense with no passers. Thank you. So I understand that part of it. The thing that is more kind of damning is, the players acting like, what? Yes. I didn't know. It's like my kids. Like I told y'all <laughs> y'all, can't have, y'all can't have desserts after what? What? I didn't know. With snickerball all on the side of their mouth and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> what? Like, what are we doing? I don't understand like, well, how they don't but, understand the OT rules. And then they said, oh, no one ever told us. Like, what? Yeah, but
2: no, Bucky, you, you just – now you know why your Twitter mentions are, are a hot mess is because – we've been walking around peacocking for six months. Like, not only did they got the best roster in football, but this is a group that, like, loves being together, and it's buttoned up. This is tight. And then the second the Super Bowl ended, we're like, this looked like a house of cards. Like, Ayuk is crying. Nick Bosa is saying we weren't prepared. Kyle Juszczyk doesn't know the rules. Steve Wilkes is fired. Like, the whole thing, to us, felt like it was a fake Hollywood backdrop all of a sudden.
5: It it does feel like that, and I am worried that until the team, like coaches and players, just kind of own the shortcomings, and just say, hey man, we just came up short, we didn't get it done, we gotta do better, or whatever. I wonder about them coming back, and the Steve Wilkes thing is just part of like Nick is saying, like, hey, the players, we weren't prepared, all that other stuff that took place throughout the year, where the players are kind of taking bail shots at the coach, and the style, and those things. I just worry about all of that other stuff, particularly when it appears that the next defensive coordinator is going to be an internal hire. Are they going to respect someone at the front of the room that has not called a game before? Because if it's an internal candidate, that's what you're looking
2: at. That's the word on the street, huh? Internal?
5: (laughs) Well, yeah, because Kyle has said he wants the same system, the same style of play, the things that have allowed their players to be blue-chip players. He doesn't want to change that. Well, you can't bring somebody from the outside in unless you're going bring Pete Carroll. You can bring Pete Carroll in to run the system that they run. What, no. a,
2: what, so about, somebody inside. what about Brandon Staley?
5: Oh, man. You talk about fun. Uh, man, Brandon Staley and Kyle Shanahan, you talk about the arrogance that Brandon Staley displayed when he was with the L. A. Chargers, and he's going to take over that defense. And uh huh. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, I appreciate yeah.
3: you using the A word because that's always been a little bit of a trigger for my partner. The arrogance of Kyle Shanahan. Well, but I, mean, I, but I mean, but I, I like that though. Like Yeah, like arrogance like, doesn't bother arrogance, me. Arrogance is fine. That this doesn't bother me. Like
2: when you win,
5: like you can be arrogant. Yeah. And like all stuff is
2: fine. All right, Bucky, we'll let you go, man. Thank you, brother. All right, man, talk to you. Okay, Bucky Brooks with us uh, on uh, 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I, I don't argue whether or not he comes off arrogant. I'm just not bothered just by it. Just doesn't arrogance.
3: bother you, okay. I mean, I,
2: to me, it feels hypocritical. Like, let's go, go around all of our, our, our favorite people, okay? Jason Tatum, moments ago, like there's a story running on ESPN right now, I'm the best player in the NBA. Do you think the Celtics fans tomorrow are going to be like, well, that is quite arrogant. They
3: probably believe him.
2: They're with him. Of course, there's arrogance all over sports. It's fundamental to what you're doing. You have to have absurd confidence, right? absurd belief to go out there and do this and perform in front of everybody. You don't think Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are arrogant? Debo Samuel goes home after the game and makes IG videos of the DBs he beats and starts
3: yelling into the camera. That's not arrogant? There's a difference, though, between being arrogant as a player and being arrogant as a coach. Fair. I think that we as fans tolerate uh, athlete arrogance more than we do coach arrogance. Okay, is Bill Belichick arrogant? I don't think so. You don't? I don't think he's arrogant in that same way. Oof, I do. Yeah.
2: And I get it. He's won. Okay, fine. Right. I just, you know what I mean? Like, okay, Kyle Shanahan. To me,
3: Brandon Staley is arrogant. Right. And but, that's
2: where. But we only think he's
3: arrogant like we barely. Because even, he goes for it on fourth and right, five from
2: his own 22. He ain't going for anything anymore if he's the defensive coordinator. Exactly. And you know I, know I wonder I mean? if
3: he is. I mean, I've heard now from multiple different people. Getting close. That it feels like it might be an internal hire as opposed to bringing in somebody from the outside like, you know, like Brandon Staley, yeah.
2: or Carroll, or well, Belichick. There's, there's outside, and then there's outside. Like, Brandon Staley is from the tree. He's just not in the organization. Right, right. So, um, there's roots there. Wouldn't be necessarily sure. a lot for him to pick up. But I get what he's saying, because you also don't you don't want someone to come in and, and essentially not be able to bring any of their assistance because then you run the risk of the same thing happening again.
3: Exactly. And that's a, a good point that Bucky made, yeah. and I've heard it before in terms of... Uh, you know, him coming in here and not bringing his own people. So now you're the outsider and you're supposed to lead the group and you're doing things that the group is not used to doing because it's obviously a change. And so it's not easy to come in and say, this is how we're going to do it, even though you've done it a certain way and it's been successful.
2: Uh, Peter King is coming up here in a little bit over 20 minutes. Um, let's get some calls. 888 Tim and Berkeley. Hey, Tim, what are you doing?
6: Hey man, just enjoying your show. Uh, Bucky made me think. Definitely, that was uh, that was good stuff. I, it seems like the to me the priority for the Niners should definitely be reinforcing the defense. Um, you know, and uh, the offense. There's only one ball, and and Brock does a good job of distributing in the big game. Even guys like Uche, check and Jennings were huge and the big names all kind of disappeared. So, you know, let Purdy move the ball with McCaffrey and whoever the, the cast of characters, uh, receiving characters may be and, and just keep piling on the defense because they're all, defense is always going to get hurt and you can never have too many guys on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully they reinforce the offensive line and just pile on the defense.
2: But, well, thanks. Tim, yeah, thanks. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. But, again, I think what Bucky is saying is you don't get to. You can't You can't be like, all right, we want to keep Ayuk. Right. We'd like some extra offensive linemen. Uh, we're going to need a pass rusher on the other side of Nick Bosa. We need to replace Dre Greenlaw. We're going to need to figure that out. Uh, and then just overall kind of fortify the whole thing. Right. I, man. Done. Easy. 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 Provided that the NFL puts $100 million on the cap that they're not planning to put
3: on. And you have a lot of hard choices. And I think the Dre Greenlaw one is interesting. Do you want to try and get out from underneath that contract Uh, now with a guy who's going to be out for the year? Kyle Juszczyk is an interesting one. The top paid fullback. And you've got... A draft pick in the first round you're going to have to pay and right now you don't have a ton of cap room and the other interesting thing mark is uh the franchise tag window is now open so do use the tag on somebody to try to keep a player that you might lose to free agency
2: yeah well again that's the leverage they've got over brandon Ayuk. and yes it's iuk next time we see bucky we'll tell him It's not a yuck. Although, if you're trying to make the point that he's not a good route runner, maybe he was doing it on purpose. I don't know. But he's right. He's right. Sometimes we freak out about this, and your girl can go on TikTok and say we might be leaving, and the 49ers are going to say, go ahead and try. Right. (laughs) You're under contract next year, and we can franchise you the year after that. And now you got the Trent Williams situation, and Brandon has not made enough money to do that. So...
3: That's, but nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody wants to that. go that yeah. route.
2: We're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Keep or trade at the wide receiver position for the Niners. Take your calls and Peter King in 20 minutes. Whether in Dibs.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.